The following is brought to you in part by MFC Studios. The views of the show's host and guests do not necessarily reflect those of the management, owners, or staff of this radio station. And now, it came from the radio. Show the Big Apple Con. This is your host, Mark Torres, speaking with me in the GHR studio. I'm laughing if you guys are watching our Facebook Live or if you watch the YouTube uh, afterwards. Is our very own Pronto Comics, Dominic Definition Man Sperano. I lost one of my. Malted milk balls over here. Aww. And um, I'm quickly becoming like the Artie Lang of the show. I think. And Charlie Saladino, if you're listening, you're still got calling in without right the heroin, now. Yeah. So and Charlie, get on, get on yeah. that. But uh, in lieu of that, we have our very own engineer from GHR Radio, uh, Zambo the Engineer. Hello. I wonder if Charlie is supposed to be calling in. I think I have. I mean, I have the line break. open for him, so if he does call, it's going to come in. All right. Uh, so if go. he does, he does. If not, hey. Well, Mark. Maybe we can talk. All right. So this week's show. We're going to Sergeant to... Torres over here. Mm-hmm. Yes. Or at least like two weeks ago when you like you had a real high and tight going on. You look like a gunnery sergeant or something. <laughs> but anyway, you're a betting man. Do we want to do an over-under on Charlie <laughs> calling in today? Hmm. <laughs> Without going over? Hmm. There's a 50-50 chance of that happening. That's really not much of it. a 10% chance of that. There's a 70% chance that it's a 50% chance? Yes. A 10% chance of that. 50-50 chance of that. I'm going to go 60-40. That so this week's show, I'm going to we go 70-30 not calling it. We have a... Uh, like this week's show, we have a very uh, short <laughs> you tell review of... Where is it? I lost it. Hold on. We have a review of a, a comic book, which was sent in to us by... Oh, hey. Where is it? I lost it. Oh, oh here it is. Oh, <laughs> okay. Uh, Ed, oh boy, Kruhenel, uh from the Invasion from the Planet WrestleTopia published by Starburns Industries Press. Um, we're going to do a little review about that because he sent us mm-hmm. five issues of his, I believe, the six issues uh, series. Well, it might be ongoing. Um, and also, because we're so topical and right on time, we're going to be talking about the best and worst and honorable mention and honorable unmentions of uh, the year 2019. And because it's 10 years have passed, because we're in the 20s now, even though it's not the new decade, so 10 years have yeah, passed. Like, no, it's a new decade. Um, we're going to be talking I, about- I hate it when people are like, it's not really, the, like, it's a new decade. It's every 10 years, there's a new decade. It doesn't so, matter what number is preceded before or after. So right. the 10 years ago, we'll see if uh, the best and worst beat that for the 10 years. Mm. But first, right. we're going to take away with the news. <coughs> News is brought to you in part by the fine folks of the Big Apple which we are the official radio show of celebrating over 23, 4, 5 years of pop culture, this and comic book stuff. For more information, go to www.bigapplecc.com. The next uh, convention will be on April 4th and 5th, and they will have headliners of which none other than the original Green Ranger, Jason David Frank, and head honcho, a big time artist, and uh, overall super cool guy, I would imagine, uh, Jim Lee. Going to be there. Great guy. Mm. So tickets are on sale now. Um, I know they have different tiers and all that fun stuff. So make sure you guys get your tickets now before they sell out and you can't meet Jim Lee. And also want to do the right. patrons, of which they are Danny Grillo, 
award-winning director Jared Burrell, two sentence horror, Kyle Horn, Millie Portes, Newsday Famous Dresden Media, and Shadow Rabbit Art. Also want to give a special non-Patreon shout-out, uh, which would be a Patreon to Greg Iosa. A Patreon? A Patreon. Patreon. Not a Freetreon. No, not a Freetreon, because he gave me a dollar. He handed me a dollar. Yeah, that's true, he did. <laughs> so a Fotreon, then. <laughs> no, well, no, it's not a fake shout-out. It's still it's just Well, a, it's not a Patreon. It's, it's a Patreon. It's, it's an alternate shout-out. It's a Patreon, because he's not a Patreon. So if you want to be a real Patreon and uh, support our show, go to <laughs> www.patreon.com uh, mm-hmm. and look up the Came From the Radio in the search bar and just for a dollar, a mere chump change, you can uh, get your own little shout-out on our show and help support us on the way. Speaking of Shadow Rabbit oh. Art, I happened to see him yesterday in my hometown, Huntington. Woohoo! Really? Yeah, it's cool. It was nice. That's awesome. Yeah. Woohoo! It was like a pleasant That's surprise. That's a side story. Yeah. It's not even a story. I'm just <laughs> mentioning that I saw him. He's, he's huh. doing well. So how about that? He's got a bunch of commissions. Go check how him out. How about that? So let's <laughs> see with the news. Um, so I do the news ahead of time. So I heard what happened you know. today. So I didn't get a chance to, to go into it. What happened today? Uh, Terry Jones from Monty Python passed away. Yes. Uh, this the sad news. So I 25 years for Big didn't, Apple. Didn't just have did a, oh, 25. There 20. you go. So, so you I didn't have a... I, well, I'll do that for next week, but I just want to mention it that yeah. we didn't know. He passed. Like, oh, you forgot. No, well, we know. Um... But that's it for no no really sad news. We're gonna do the uh, the short uh, short news. Still, uh, what is it? It's short sentence. Vertically challenged news, as Dominic likes that's to true. say. So from the too much too late department, actor Hank Azaria has confirmed that he no longer will voice oh boy, uh, Apu. I'm not even gonna try to pronounce his last name on the long running Simpsons cartoon. Wait, can you, I try? You could just yes. say Apu. Well, you got to show it to me, man. Oh. Uh, Here, I'll pull it up. Here we go. Nasapima Petalon? Okay. Yeah, actually, I think that is it. Ha <laughs> <laughs> There we go. Nasapima Petalon. Yeah. Wait, no, that's not. Yeah. Um, I wonder if I could find an actual, like, phonetic pronunciation. Hank says, all we know is that I won't be doing the voice anymore unless there's some way to transition it or something. What they're going to, to do with the Transition it to what? <laughs> what they're going to do with the character is their call. It's up to them, and they haven't sorted it out yet. All we've agreed on is that I won't do the voice anymore. We all made the decision together. We all agreed on it. it we all feel like it was the right thing to go about it. Uh, for those of you who weren't paying attention, all this comes after the fallout of a 2017 documentary called The Problem with Apu, which cited the show promoting a racial stereotype. Of note, when we reported this on a previous show, we quoted yeah. the Simpsons creator Matt Groening as saying, I think it is a time in our culture where people love to pretend that they're offended. But now he's on board with not having him voice it anymore. Well, this is that stupid SJW woke culture crap. Well, actually, here's the thing. Yes, actually, it completely is and is completely unwarranted because... There was a dude who made an, uh, a docu- a f- uh, basically a, a stupid mo- uh, documentary <coughs> that didn't actually cover all the bases of what Apu has done throughout the whole series. Right. He's rich. He's yeah. famous in India. Right. He has a doctorate. Right. He's, he's, he's dealt with multiple surgeries. He's done so mm-hmm. many. He's like a really intelligent dude, but chooses to live humbly as a convenience store worker. Right. Like, and he has eight children, if I remember. Exactly. And he's, and he's very happy. He's, he's literally like the, he's like a Mary Sue character. Without putting it in your face, hmm. and the guy who made the documentary that started all this BS, mm-hmm. the neglected, 
all thank you trouble with a poo that's what it was uh, neglected literally all that information and just focused on the fact that he was a convenience store worker and that's all he was and nothing else meanwhile he neglected the other what 23 seasons that the show's had right so uh, come on man and now somehow he feels like he's done his job and he's yeah. He's like, you know, help change the world when all he did was like basically nothing. Ruin a character that was actually a one of the most well thought out characters in Simpsons history. So, so good job. Meanwhile, Hank Azaria voices like 20 other characters he on the show. Chief yeah. He does Chief Wiggum. He does a couple of voices. Yeah. yeah he's going to be, he's, he's got plenty. I, I'm sure him. he doesn't get paid by the voice. I'm yeah. sure he gets paid just to show up. Exactly. And, yeah. So he, he's still counting that Simpsons hour. money. So, I mean, the other um, thing too is like, all right, so what fixes this? Hmm. Right, so they they don't know yet. They're still figuring <coughs> out. But yeah, what yeah, I yeah. what I find interesting is that part what of what if the, Cal Penn like voices. See, Apu that's now. that's the thing. Like that'd be kind of cool. But does that mean that all of a sudden that um, they're also the Cleveland, thirty seasons? Cleveland yeah. show. I mean, they can just yeah. Cleveland, yeah. Stop. Cleveland Brown true. from the Cleveland show. Right, it's a white, white guy. guy. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So now all of a sudden he's not allowed to voice the white guy. Yeah. Because he's not a black no guy. <laughs> no one's like complaining that Nancy Cartwright has been voicing a right, ten year old boy for exactly. years. Trisha Takanao so is mean... voiced by a white woman. Like, so, does, right. so does that mean now all of a sudden all the kids have to be voiced by kids? All it's I think we've gone a little too Phil far. Lamar voiced a Japanese guy. Yeah. I think we're gonna lose. The whole point is that they're voices. <laughs> That's the whole point. You do it's, not understand who I they mean, are. It's it's part of the um the whitewash as they say, you know, yeah. the whitewashing, but is a line. Once again, we talk about is this it line. Is whitewashing or is it just there's only so many really talented voice actors? We, we period. We yeah. We did a show about acting a long time ago. I don't know if you were even on the show when you mm. were on this. Acting. Acting. The, the the role of the actor is to make you believe that they're that person. Mm-hmm. Right. So, Regardless of who they are and what they look like. Right. So in certain That's situations. That's why Scarlett Johansson will make a great first black James Bond. <laughs> exactly. So if I mean if you're or that Japanese good of an actress, <coughs> if you're that good that you can transcend color, yeah. Yeah. then then all by all means, right? Do it. You've I mean, done. absolutely. If you know, I mean, how many times have they had men portray women in uh in the old Shakespeare stuff? Because mm-hmm. it was well, that was a law. They had to. Right, yeah. but I'm just saying that you have to be able to suspend your disbelief. Once again, that line I was talking about <laughs> yeah, about accepting what you're given. So mm-hmm. it, I think that the pendulum is just. Went went too far in the other direction. Yeah. Uh, anyway, it's got to balance out again. Still waiting for that pendulum to come swinging back. <laughs> It'll happen. Be it someone in the, in the head um, and knock some sense into him. Yeah. So moving on to the second and last bit of news from the that was quick department. Doolittle, Robert Downey Jr.'s first post Marvel movie, has been officially My declared God. a box office bomb, Duh. making raking in just. $29 million of its $175 million budget in its opening weekend, making it the first box office failure of 2019, uh, 2020. So I heard about the ending to this film. Um, yeah. Did you want to talk about it? No. <coughs> okay. Uh, unless it's on the list. Okay. Um, for the other well, who do not know, yeah. Dr. Doolittle is the third first film of the Dr. Doolittle franchise, which in turn was an adaptation of the book series from 100 years ago in 1920 mm-hmm. about a doctor who can talk to animals. Um, of note, for those of you keeping track, last year's Playmobil, the movie, based on the toys of the same name, was one of the biggest flops of all time. I didn't even know that came out. only $668,000 off of its $40 million budget in its opening weekend. So it only made, it didn't even make a million dollars. It only made $668,000. That's really bad. That's just as bad as Food Fight. So yeah, so. uh, I mean, I haven't seen Doolittle, but. The fact that they were releasing it after the holiday season and gave it absolutely no marketing whatsoever. It's in the death valley of movies every year. January, February is the worst time to release your were, movie because that means they had zero confidence. 
and the <clears throat> fact that it would be any form yeah. of hit whatsoever. Yeah, so they either it was terrible. Mm-hmm. They absolutely thought it was terrible. I mean, I, I, I didn't see it, but I know the ending scene because it got told to me. And I was just so flabbergasted that we went from Iron Man and the Avengers, 10-year-long beautiful series with, with Tony Stark and Robert Downey Jr. doing a very good job right. to this. And I was like, I, I don't believe it. I really don't believe it. Hey, so. he, he needs that money. He, he yeah. still gets paid. Oh, he still gets paid. <laughs> I got, know he, he got hit. Paid. What was it the hundred and seventy-five dollar, hundred and seventy-five million dollar budget? So he probably, so he got, probably about got 100 80, million. He probably got that. about hundred million. Yeah, right. seventy million <laughs> for special effects, five right. million for everybody else. Everybody else, basically. Because um, that's huh. really that's a holiday movie. Yeah, it's a family kid movie with so, him doing his English with a lot accent. Of poop jokes. They they well, are they oh are saying that part of the reason was because they did the shuffle because it was originally going to come out. During the holiday season, right. but then Star Wars came out, and they're like, "We're not mm-hmm. even going to try to compete with Star Wars. We're <laughs> going to put it after Star Wars." Yeah, and there, and then how that work out? That didn't yeah. work out at all. <laughs> not at all. <coughs> um, so yeah, so that's it for the news. Jesus. So My we're going goodness. to uh, talk about our uh, little uh, book, which uh, Charlie is supposed to call. I don't know. It's not. Well, that's all right. It's not looking good. I guess while you're figuring that out, do you want me to talk <laughs> about the ending? We do. <laughs> I mean, I'll, so I just really want to get ahead. Charlie. Charlie read the comic, yeah. which is good for which him. Is, which is well, funny. That's good. Um, all right, so He's I guess. Uh, yeah, um, so I guess until he calls, I'll just. No, no, we 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 only have so much time. Okay, go for it. Show. Um, Don't we take that a break? Is your show. Well, we're gonna take the break after this, so we can talk about the best, worst, and uh, honorable mentions. There you go. Oh, that okay, that show. makes sense. Um, so as I mentioned earlier, Ed Crew Crew Henel K U E H N E L K U E H N E L Quenel? It doesn't count if you just spell it on on air. No, I'm I'm saying Quenel. Quenel. <clears throat> Again, let me take a look at this here. K U E H N E L. K U E H N E L. Yeah. Ed. Quenel. Quenel. All right. Quenel. So Ed Quenel uh, sent us Invasion from Planet Quenel. WrestleTopia, published by Starburn Industries Press, which is described as when a disgruntled professional wrestler declares himself a galactic champion of the universe, a planet of alien wrestlers, views it as a declaration of war. And obviously, uh, hijinks ensues. So um, I know Charlie actually read the comic. Did you actually get a chance to read the comic? A little. So I read it. Um, What did you think? I've, as you can tell by having worked in comics now for almost a decade, I've seen a lot of independent comics. Right. Being an independent comic book publisher yeah. yourself, so you've seen more than the average. Oh yeah, <laughs> and I I can honestly tell you, in terms of just layout, art style, and cleanliness of the pages, mm-hmm. pretty good. Oh okay. Um, so he at least has artistic quality. Then <clears throat> artistically, now I don't know if he's just the writer or the writer and the artist mm-hmm. or what, but really well done art style, clean. Uh, really, in, I wouldn't say like super graphic or anything like that. Both in terms of an adult sense, it has a very cartoony feel. It's very cartoony, but it's clean. It pulls you in. I think it's the right uh, art style for the story because the story is kind of funny and and you know giggly. Um, really good use of your panels in terms of like easily easy to wa- read and bounce through. Good lettering. Nice, clean lettering, easy to read, which you is know, very important. Sometimes yeah, this lettering is terrible. That's the one thing. you uh, It's like, um, what is it, bad editing? You don't know it unless you see right. it. So in terms of just the visual aspect of the story, because I'm a visual guy before I'm a, I'm a reader. Okay. Um, visually, really good job. You know, for an independent book, 
that I don't know how long it took him to put together, but if it's an art team, keep that guy on board. Keep stay together because it's really well done, clean, easy to follow the story. I'm I'm pretty happy with it. Good lettering, good coloring. So I will go yeah. for the the story aspect. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm a very 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 light wrestling fan. I can say like I know my my um, my oldest friend. He loves that stuff like nobody's business. I would love to see so, like Brim's reaction <laughs> to the story. So I've been around I've been around be this really for a fun. while, and I read it, and I thought it was it was a lighthearted fun little romp. Yeah. Um, if you're a fan of the content. Mm-hmm. I think this is if you're a wrestling fan. I think this is for you. Right. It's not serious like um, Headlocked is for our friend Mike Kingston, uh, who has done Headlock for comics. What's funny too is as I'm going through it, I'm just thinking like, uh oh. <laughs> yeah, yeah, somebody else finally decided to make another wrestling comic. <laughs> we finally got we've got, got what was um, it was you know the WWE and what was it WCW finally, WCW finally or, 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 or AEW for those AEW, who, yeah. who are very uh, relevant right now, current in the, the date. Um, I thought it was it was entertaining. Um, I felt the story was a little, was was all right, kind of a little wavy at yeah, times. Yeah, the story's not groundbreaking in any way. But. Right, it's it's something that I I can see as like a cartoon. I yeah. can see it's very it's 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 for the younger audience. I find, mm-hmm. and if you're fans of old school wrestling, it's mm-hmm. for you. So yeah. I want to. If you like like '80s Hulk Hogan, early '90s right. wrestling, this is the kind of thing for you. Actually, that's ah. a, that's a good point. So um, if you like Hulk Hogan's rock and roll wrestling, yes. that. Right that's there. That's what I felt it was reminding me. That's exactly what you're gonna get. It's that yeah. kind of that kind of yeah. feel, that kind of tone, that even that kind of art style, right there, with all the good uh, um, stuff that Dominic mentioned about the actual visual appeal of the book. Which is so like I don't want to dismiss the writer, but in any comic, but if the art doesn't work, good art can make an okay story work. Yes. Bad agreed. art can kill a great story. Agreed, agreed, a hundred percent over. You know? Agreed. We've had many of uh, uh, people on the show that said how they, as a writer, that when the artist messed up and it doesn't portray what they wrote, or when the mm-hmm. when the when the artist gets messed up because he couldn't understand what the writer was writing. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so yes, so yeah. um, check it out. It's um, Invasion from Planet WrestleTopia, published by Starburns Industry. Press. So yeah, I want to. I got to look it over again and see if it's a creative team or just one person. But if it's a creative team, I think Ed is the writer and creator. I think they have other people doing the then rest of the stuff. Yes, I would. I would urge them to try and keep that creative team together because it looks like you got something good going on there. All right. So with that, we're going to take our break and we'll be right back with it came from the radio. This is the amazing Kreskin, and you're listening to It Came From The Radio. Hi, you've heard my voice open and close the show. Now we want to hear your voice. If you have a business or product, you can record a commercial here. We offer 30 and 60 second spots. For more information, contact Mark at MFC underscore studios at hotmail.com. Hey everybody, this is Todd McFarland of the Record Setting Spawn comic series. And if you're looking for any kind of cool conversation about creators, about entertainment, about all that good stuff, you go to It Came From The Radio. You're listening to the right spot. Hey, guys. I'm Christy, and I'm here to make the coolest custom cake for your next event. I also do cake pops, cupcakes, cookies, you name it. So if you're searching for the perfect birthday gift, preparing for your big day, or maybe there's nothing coming up, but your sweet tooth may have just given your brain a swift kick because of me. Give me a call at 631-606-8166 or follow me at Custom Cakes by Christy 
I-N-C. That's K-R-I-S-T-Y. Thanks. Sword of Omens, come to my hand. I, Lion-O, command it. Hi, everybody. This is Larry Kenny, the voice of Lion-O on Thundercats. And you're listening to It Came From The Radio. Now, back to our show. And welcome back to I'll It Came From The, the Radio. Later. It's the show, The Big Up Con. We're here with Dominic Definition Man Serrano, uh, Zambo the Engineer, and Charlie Ooh. in spirit. I'm supposed to be calling in Charles in right. sleepy twilight. Uh, I don't know. Said, you, you I spoke it. to him. You jinxed it last week because you said Every ever time since I joined the show, right? We he's do we it. do the best of. He, he doesn't it. show, right? So this is this is three. No, this is four. I think it's four. Maybe it's three. Let three, three. This is the three. third time. Yeah. So um, we're going to be talking about the best show of uh, 2019, the worst show of 2019. You mean and the, best the best movie, movie of 2019, the okay. worst movie of 2019. all of our shows are amazing. And, yes. And um, honorable or dishonorable mention, and also because we're on the 10-year, uh, the, the 2020s, we're going to talk about the past 10 years and if any of those shows, any of those movies, <laughs> movies. also uh, work into that. Um, so we'll just start off with the, start off with the best of 2019. What do you got there, right. Dominic? What, what, oh, uh, the rules. The movie had to have been in the theaters in 2019. In 2019. Okay. That's, right. that's, that's it. <sighs> so you that. could not have seen it, but seen on DVD later, but it had to have been right. in the theater. So we honorable mentions can uh, cover Netflix stuff like that. Hmm. Right, right. Or TV movies, because sometimes just- uh, I got to jog my memory, so I got to- Yeah. So yeah. What, what do you got? I mean, I've seen some pretty good movies. Oh, and it has to be that you've actually seen the movie. So well, it helps. This, this also goes against that. Okay. There may be movies that are better or worse, but if we haven't seen it, that's, that's no count. Right, doesn't count. Right. Um, I've seen some pretty. I got to see some pretty good movies in 2019. Uh, I can't really complain too much about bad movies. Uh, the Irishman was really quite good. Yeah, and that uh, was in the theaters. So that that was in the count. theaters. It did count. Uh, that was. That, I really did enjoy that movie a lot. So um, would that be your best? It it may have, and I I feel trepidatious about saying it's the best movie. Because it's one of the more recent ones, right? So you, your memory is a little more. It's fresh. really that was more near the end of the year. It's ne- near the end I mean? of the year, but as they often do. Oh, these are everything that came out. This in is everything that came out in twenty nineteen, and mm-hmm. then it's all categorized. Categorized. Sorry. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So anyway, continue. So I like, there's some movies here like Joker, Doctor Sleep. I can't say anything. I didn't see them. Yeah. Yeah. Um. But I, I'd say for me, it's a toss up uh, between The Irishman and. Although, oh, Glass came out. Glass was very good, too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, oh, yeah, that came out. That's right. Because, you know, the, the problem is, like, you see a movie in January. And you don't really remember it too You don't well, remember right? it as yeah, well. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. Right, so that was quite good. Glass go was interesting. The... And it kind of started <clears throat> to create that, that weird universe that M, M. Night Shyamalama Ding Dong wanted yeah. to really make. I mean, so and, I'd uh, have to say, yeah. of, <laughs> even though we're looking for the top movie, my top three of the year. Well, you have to have one best. I need the number one. I know, the number one. But I'd say, So the other two would be honorable mentions. Yeah. So somewhere in there, I'd say Glass, The Irishman, and also Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Mm. Of those three that I think were probably some of the best three best movies that came out that I got to see, uh, I'd probably have to give it to The Irishman. Okay, Irishman. Um, though I think Once Upon a Time in Hollywood and Glass and uh, even John Wick number three. Oh, John Wick number three was a little... I don't know where they're going with that, but it was still pretty good. But The Irishman, I think, is just... Such a well-crafted film, it it definitely gets up there. All right. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, Let's so see. So we have those honorable mentions. So mm-hmm. it's the other two honorable mentions, right? 
All right, so uh, Zanville. There's one All I right. want to yes. go into too, but I want we'll bring it around when we get to like honorable mm-hmm. honorable mentions, like that I don't think anyone got to see. All right. So did Dolomite so, is my name get released in theaters? It did I, not. It did not. Okay, so I will not count that then. So um, Zanville is still still trying to figure it out. I'm just what, trying what to go he, through what, what I've already seen. seen. There's so much. I've gone through so much. I, I I've I mean I've seen a decent amount this year, but I'm going through to make sure. All right. So while uh, yeah. while so you're still looking, you do yours. He's doing his do homework. Yeah. Um, I say the Three, best movie uh, of uh, 2019, Godzilla Part Two. God yeah. damn, I love that movie. I really love that help. movie. You need a lot of help, man. You know, it's certain things. I'm just looking at all these movies like, that came out, and that's your well, best movie. It has to be what I saw. Once again, is what I've seen. And then you have to think about what I expected going in and how I felt oh, coming out. And I was I just remember that feeling that I saw when I left for Godzilla Del Part Camino Two. Was in how awesome mm. I felt. Like, wow, that was a really this was exactly catered to me as a Godzilla movie, something that I have always wanted to see as Godzilla movies go. And I've seen a lot of Godzilla movies. So I'm like, you know what? I would say that Godzilla uh, Part Two was the best movie of uh, 2019 for myself. Um, we really need to like update your for mm. an honorable mention. I want to mention um, two movies. First one, I want to throw out a, a, a huge shout out to award-winning Jared, uh, director Jared Burrell. Um, his movie Incoherence is an independent film. I did see it in an actual theater in the theaters. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I actually saw it twice. It's the only movie I saw t- uh, two times this year in the theater, and that says right. something for me. And I was just blown away by how, once again, how good I felt leaving that movie, because it was your, it was, it you, you go in as in oh it's this certain type of movie so you expect certain things as as you would in any right. genre, right? But then it actually surprised you with the twists and turns, and it was a very enjoyable movie, and the fact that it was somebody that I knew, I actually was able to be a little more um, hard on it. And then when I saw it the second time, I I doubled down and made sure that I was watching every little other thing that I didn't catch and made sure there was any problems in it. It was fine. It mm-hmm. was great. It was entertaining. So very well done to that. And uh, the second honorable mention I want to mention, which was a uh, Happy Death Day Part Two. That was also horrible. That was a great movie. It was, that was, it was fun a great, horrible. In it my was opinion. a great yeah, build fun off horrible. Still off bad. Of the, uh, fun was, it was a good bad movie, but it was yeah. bad. It was a yeah, great yeah. build off of the sequel as, as it goes. I thought it was like, hey, this is pretty darn good, entertaining, and I felt that the the girl, the actress, mm. really brought some acting chops to her, her emotion when, when when she was with her mom, and I thought that was kind of a that, okay. I'll give you that one. So I was like, wow, it was really. I, I, mean, I love yeah, time travel. That one stuff. got me. I love right. So I was like, wow, that part she, got me, sure. she was able to bring it okay. in that scene. Right. So those are my uh, best ones. So do you have? So did you do your homework yet? Zambo? Yes, I did my homework. All right, best um, movie 20, so 2019. Best movie of twenty nineteen. <laughs> yes, that you've Oof. seen in uh, the that I've seen. So I've narrowed down all the movies that I've seen, and I've narrowed down what was good and okay. what was bad, and then I'm now I'm at my my final one, two, three. Four, five, six, seven films. Okay, okay. so that's a, so that. But that was from like down that makes seven. me seem pretty good. That's why I'm like three because I'm just like crap. What do I have to do? Um, honestly, to go with my two honorable mentions, I'm probably gonna have to go with um, Alita: Battle Angel. I heard um, that was really good. I actually really enjoyed that film, not just because of the CGI, but because of the story, the way that it built it up, and the mm-hmm. way that it created that anticipation for a sequel, which we're honestly probably not going to get because it didn't do too well here in the States, but it did mm. great in the markets in China. So of they course, may, well, they, may for China. They, they may still do it. They may still do it, though. Who knows? Right. Um, there was a nice little like uh, cameo twist at the end with a, a certain actor who was in there, uh, Ed Norton, 
mm. uh, did a surprise uh, as the main antagonist, actually, as the, the, the gentleman who is the main antagonist. Spoiler. So that was really cool to say. <laughs> uh, it's fine. <laughs> you you see his face throughout it, but like you don't know it's him until like the light fully shines on his face. It was one of those like shadows. And it's been out since January or whatever, so it's fine. <laughs> um, at this point, we can spoil it. Mm. Um, I'm going to definitely give an honorable mention to Alita. Um I'm not gonna say Detective Pikachu, even though it was fun. <laughs> See that that um, <laughs> that I'm putting down some like one of the worst movies I saw. This yeah, um, I'm gonna Bad. probably say my other honorable mention would be Joker 2019. Okay. Um, Endgame was a good end to a very long series, but we're talking about a climactic end to everything that's been built up. So yeah, it's almost hard to judge <sighs> that on its own merit. Exactly. Um, I'm gonna probably have to say El Camino. Was probably my favorite. I can see no, that. Don't think about it. it. El Camino was in the theaters for a very short amount of time. So it did make it to the theater. All right. It did make it to the theaters. That's one of the reasons why I kept it on there. That's why I asked about Dolomite because I'm like, wait, that was still very good. Okay. Um, El Camino was that Breaking Bad uh, epilogue film, mm. which was, honest to God, it was a great thing because I haven't watched Breaking Bad in a long time. Right. But they got you right up to speed from the first five minutes of the movie, mm-hmm. and then the rest of it was just you got exactly what you would want. Really, I gotta it, watch from this beginning now. to end. It was like if you, if you saw, did you see Breaking Bad? Yeah, I watched all okay. Breaking Bad. It gives you a quick little like. I've you even know, seen a, like two or three seasons of uh, Better Call Saul. Perfect. So. so then you're gonna really have a really good idea. So with this, it gives you that normal last time on Breaking Bad, and it gives you that recap of all the seasons up until Walt's death. Spoilers. Really? Yeah. And then finally, <laughs> it has Spoilers. a normal like five minutes of like what happened during that those last final moments. Uh, of Walt while Jesse was doing his thing, right? Right, right. And then it's like, okay, now we're here. It continues right where it left off. That's And great. it literally creates that exact epilogue chapter that we all wanted. Like, what happened to Jesse at the end of the final season? As he's driving off. As right. he's driving off, and then everything and then everything at, after that up to the end. And okay. you just go, okay, this is what I wanted. And there's a couple tense moments. There's a couple of relaxed moments. There's a couple of callback moments. And then finally it's just like, okay, wow. That was bittersweet, but I enjoyed it. That type of thing. Right. That, that was my feeling. But I enjoyed it. So uh, I'm going to say that that's my that's favorite. That's your best. All that's right. My so you got an honorable so, mention? Mm-hmm. Another honorable mention? Yeah. Uh, yes. I don't think a lot of people got to see this movie, but I did. I rather enjoyed it. It's not really very heavy. It's actually very ke- clever, mm-hmm. I thought, yesterday. Yes. Oh, yeah. I yeah. thought that was very, very clever. I didn't get a chance to see all of it, though. What I like about it is <laughs> the, that- uh, it, The idea, the concept? <clears throat> the concept and the fact it never tries to explain its concept. Yeah. It's, 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 it never tries to find a way out of it. It's never like, oh, well. He, this is he, just how it is. It doesn't it, try to over-explain it. He doesn't wake up from a coma or something. It's like the, It just says, like, somehow, some way, yeah. the earth stopped for a second, and, and the, the Beatles, Beatles are erased from history. Yeah. It's like the invention Ex- of lying with Richard yeah. Gervais, where it's like, I can do all this, and no one will be none the wiser. Right. And it's like, what? And it was just such a cool concept. Yeah. 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 And it didn't, it didn't try to, like, explain why the Beatles disappeared. Nope. I also love the fact that like, so if like the, if Coca-Cola the, disappears and cigarettes disappear. Like, so, if the, so if the Beatles showed up in a UFO at the end of the movie, you'd be like, well, this is terrible. It would have ruined it, and they didn't. And they that's, that's what I'm it. saying about the line. Yeah. So you, can, you can accept certain things, but when you get to a point, you can't. See, there was a point where I'm watching it with my lady, and I'm thinking like, oh, he's having like a near-death experience maybe, and he's going to wake up from, the, right. from a coma. Uh, there's one where I'm. Like they, some uh, silly throwaway, like some oh, that's sort of a thing givey. that explains why why but the no. Beatles disappeared. Uh, there was even a moment where I thought that uh, the woman who was playing his agent, mm-hmm. and 
I thought she was the devil. I because there's a point where she basically made him a devil's deal. Like, okay. will you drink from this cup of mm. blah blah blah? And you know, so I thought maybe that's what was going on. But nope, nope. She was just a so horrible like, uh, executive person. Yeah. <laughs> she was just a horrible person, and greedy as hell. So it was kind of like that last scene in Total Recall where everything flashes white for a second for Arnold, and then you think he's playing out the rest oh, yeah. of the scenario, but in reality, he's probably still alive. Right. Yeah. That exactly. Whole thing. You so. just don't know. So I I really enjoyed it. It was very it was cute. It was yeah. enjoyable. I'm sure I, I got to finish it. it. I got to finish it. I hear. I love that Ed Sheeran has good. enough um, <laughs> confidence in himself to let someone lambast him a little bit in that movie. Bloody <laughs> 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 Ed Sheeran. He could apparently take a pretty dude. good joke. It's great. Apparently. Yeah. All right. So I mean, worst. he even made jokes of himself in there about being a ginger oh, and everything. Perfect. So worst worst <laughs> movie. Of 2019. Oh, um, Dominic, you get to go first. Actually, are you ready for your worst or you're not ready for your worst? You know what? No, I could probably. Mm, not yet. Do, no, do give, more give homework. Me, give me two minutes. Do more homework. Minutes. Yeah, give me two so minutes. So let me go first with the worst. You go ahead. So, worst movie this year was Lego Movie Part oh, Two. Okay. Okay. Um, I was going through my list and there was a couple of bad ones I, I've, <coughs> I've seen. What's on the list? Yeah. Um, well, those would be the honorable mentions. I have dishonorable mentions. So. Mm-hmm. The dishonorable mention. So before I get back into Lego Part Two, um, I saw Undercover Brother Part Two on Netflix. Uh, they made that. And good God, uh, it's it's that it's, actually was put into a theater. It, well, it was on Netflix, so it didn't make it to the theater. But I'm just saying, as whoa, whoa doesn't that not? I'm just saying, as an honorable. That's okay. why it's an honorable. All right. Or dishonorable. I just I just want to throw it out there and mention it. Good God, because was the last year I saw Samson. I was this is way worse. Like it's very rare. Now that's about the biblical what? character Samson. Yeah, it was with Lindsay Wagner and uh, Rucker Howard. It was really bad. Um, oh wow, <laughs> Rucker Howard was still alive then. Oh my so God. So here's 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 the thing. The worst thing I've noticed when going through my list. The worst thing to have is a comedy movie that's not funny. I oh, think that yes. that makes it worse than like a poorly edited movie or poorly shot. If you have a comedy that's not funny, you're just watching it like I need to I ha- you have to force myself to finish this movie and I had to force there myself a, to watch this movie. There's a period of time <laughs> like in the in the 2000s where they had these great concept ideas for comedies. And they neutered them by making them all like PG thirteen. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Where if they were yeah. rated R, they would have just gone that much further. It would have been. And, and yeah. It wasn't. I think until um, maybe Van Wilder came out that people started feeling that it's okay, okay to, to go back to a rated R. Just a little were, bit. Like yeah. my boss's daughter. I remember watching mm-hmm. that. Well, like horrible bosses. Was yeah, pretty good too. But they, like it could have been a little better that if they just curved they just that pushed ball. it just a little. But yeah, uh, yeah, what's his name? Ashton Kutcher did this movie called My Boss's Daughter. Yep, would have been hilarious. If, it was, if it was R, mm-hmm. because they kept a PG thirteen, not funny, right? And so it just it's like why? And that's what a lot of except people for said. one scene where it was la- slapstick comedy it was hilarious. It's like what they did so, with Deadpool. They all right. thought that Once Upon a Deadpool was going to flop and be awful because they were going to be restricting so much that Deadpool was going to be doing already from the rated mm. R version. Turns out that they did it right and they played it very well. It, it, but yeah. the rumor was before it was going to be a hard R, <laughs> it was all PG thirteen. And everyone was like, oh, no, oh, no, this is going to be awful. No, it's going to be awful. Yeah. So you can appreciate Once Upon a Deadpool once you've seen Deadpool. Correct. Exactly. Yes, exactly. That's, that's the yes. then you go, oh, oh, they did very good with that. So Hi, I man. just want to throw that Undercover Brother 2 out there because, man, don't even. Oof, I'm glad was, I didn't see that then. Not God. a good sequel. Not a good comedy. <laughs> of course. It didn't have any redeeming parts of it at all. <laughs> but for the theaters, got to say, Star Wars Part 9, it wasn't even a real movie. It was no, it's it a was, real movie, Mark. No, it wasn't even a real movie. It, it was, was a just, bunch of clips. It was a bunch of, exactly. And it was a lights. bunch of clips and and, and, and and stuff thrown on the screen in in order to try to make it you think it's a movie. 
but it really wasn't. And it's not even as you were just saying about the uh, finale of a nine of a ten year saga with the right. end game. Right. This is the finale of a nine uh, s- series of three trilogies plus the other two, the other three side movies. Right. Twelve movies. Right. This is the end. The plus twelve tele- movies plus television. It wasn't happening. It was just like nope. It was. It was. It was a disservice to the entire Star Wars franchise. Like I said, it wasn't even a movie. It was it was just clips and highlights of stuff that could have been in a better movie. So Jesus. that's that, and that's an honorable mention. But yeah. Lego went one step beyond that by trying to make a sequel. Oh, wait, wait. Didn't need so to make you're a saying sequel. Lego movie? Lego Part Two was the was worst. Was worse than Star Wars. Correct, okay. because they tried to to make a sequel they didn't need to. It wasn't that funny, and then they just went off on some weird, so crazy. Everything tangent. was no longer awesome. Right, it was not <laughs> awesome at all. They, everything they, was awful. They yes, yes. They <coughs> they went off on such a tangent in that movie. I'm like, what the hell were they smoking? Well, they made this movie, and 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 it flopped. You know, it was uh, it was considered a flop. I was like, good God, let's let's not do this anymore. Let's, what let's, tangent uh, did they go on? Um, <laughs> it was some some time travel. Um, time travel. Time travel meta thing that was going on about the spoilers yeah. about the the him in the future was actually a toy and he was fighting with himself as a toy, but not really because it was all a part of the kid's imagination, which is what the first story was about. And I was like, what the hell? Who is this for? The kids aren't gonna understand it. I'm an adult. I'm like, I don't know what the hell you're trying to do. It was just maybe it was written by Grant Morrison. <laughs> it was just. I was like, yeah. It's meant to be watched backwards and then forwards again and to then, really understand the true meaning <laughs> of the film. As, mm. as we were saying, where is it? Wibbly wobbly. There you go. Timey-wimey. <laughs> Stuff. Stuff. It's a so as there I was saying, the, the thing is, uh, uh, the worst thing about having a comedy that's not funny is that it's not funny. So it wasn't right. even funny. I'm just like, what What the right. hell? So that's why, yeah, that's I, why I did not enjoy that one at it all. It was worse than Star Wars because it didn't even fit the genre they were supposed to be in. It was trying too hard to do something, it wasn't, and it just became a spaghetti pot of garbage. Yeah, so... <laughs> Instead of just a clip show. So, yeah. <laughs> a hot exactly. dumpster fire of leftover Indian takeout food on Going a July slowly day. slowly so down you the got road. a uh, a worst for us. I think uh, one of the worst movies I saw... The worst, not one of them. The worst. The, all, right, all right, well, all right. I got my own dishonorable mentions, yes. too. Um, definitely one of the worst mm-hmm. that I saw was Detective Pikachu. Okay. <laughs> okay. It you just, saw that. I saw. I, well, I saw, I saw it, it too. I saw, I saw it, it too. at home while I was working in my pottery studio. Okay. I still saw it. All right. I saw it too. I, I saw it because yeah. my lady's like, "Let's see this." I'm like, "All right." Well, okay. Like, Did you figure out the mystery? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I kind of was like, it a so surprise at the, the end who the no, father was? No, no, not at all. Yeah. Okay. Not at all. <laughs> I was just like, what? that was spoiled for me too. I was kind of upset. <laughs> I mean at the, that. I have to say the best thing of the bad movie is the uh, fact it was Ryan. Ryan Reynolds. Because let's face it, Ryan Reynolds just plays Ryan Reynolds with everything, but he Ryan, makes it yeah. good. Like, yeah, he always makes it. So he's good. like but the Ben Stiller of our generation. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah, he's, he's like the Burt Lancaster of our generation. <laughs> All right, that's a good all he does is play himself, and so and I'm not knocking it because right. he does it, it, it well. He does it, it does, well, and it, it works. It, it yeah. does what it needs to do. It gets the job done. It gets right. people in the theater. That's really yeah. what so. It is. is that the worst? Yeah. Or is that the one, one of the worst? Right. Certainly, so that's an honorable mention. Dishonorable mention. I think the worst though had to have been. X-Men Dark Phoenix. Dark Phoenix. Thank you. Ooh. I was actually going to say that as well. Dark Phoenix. Uh, All right. <clears throat> because to quote <laughs> Ryan Reynolds in um, which movie was that that he did? Uh, Harold and Kumar go to White Castle mm-hmm. where he makes his cameo. Oh, yeah. And he goes, but why? 
But why? Because that's how I feel about the movie. <clears throat> but why? 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 Yeah. Why any of it? Why but did why? you put this out? Why did you yeah, do yeah. it this way? Like, exactly. As we talked about it when we reviewed it, like there was so many great ideas that could have brought the X-Men into the Marvel Universe, which nope. is really what this movie should have been. This movie should mm-hmm. have been the entree into the greater Marvel Cinematic Universe now that Disney has collected the Infinity Stone so, of Fox. So let me let me throw this out there. So And have renamed Fox Searchlight. Is, are, mm-hmm. are you judging it on what it could have been or what it was? Yes. Because <laughs> sometimes something that could have been since we did a show about expectations, like if it, if you have your expectations here and you're wind up all the way down here, it's far worse See, than my what's expectations, on the screen. My expectations were already kind of like meh, and it went mm. even. It took even further. And then what <laughs> what really annoyed me about it, okay, okay, was as I'm watching it, they have these shape shifting <laughs> aliens, the scrolls yeah. that are not the scrolls because of legal and a year reasons. before, <laughs> yeah, they have these scrolls. And a year before, I'm watching <clears throat> Captain Marvel. Captain which Marvel, was Captain Marvel. Meh. Yeah, it was all right. But they introduced the Skrulls. Like, this isn't hard to, like, you, you now say, own it all. Can we say the name, please? Just let us say the name. Right. You know, I, think it's it was like, right, I think it happened right before that merger happened, so like, that agreement like, couldn't have been revised. You Disney know I mean? is the Sauron of, of entertainment. One company <laughs> to own them Disney all. Disney has sued itself on multiple occasions. So <laughs> different departments go. of Disney has sued other departments of Disney. That's how, so, I, I mean, as, yeah, as Harlan has. Ellison once called it, this massive octopoidal yeah. uh, conglomerate. It's a but, giant squid. So they, they have this no! ability now that they could have brought it in. They could have changed it and done some stuff, but it, I think the movie came yeah. out before the, and, the sale was even done so you or hold on to it, it done, and you so fix it like yeah. and you and it also it makes no sense the ending made no sense because nope. here you had this other ending <laughs> from days of future past yep like okay so that's where they're going to end up well, actually, and then the it's like ending no we're Logan. not nope that does Logan's not matter ending anymore. ending logan's but i'm saying right days the, of future right, past, yeah. The yeah. overall x-men like that's where it is with xavier and mm-hmm. you know nope. like great so it's nope. like it's I go back to. <laughs> they ended up at the beginning of the film. Basically, they, they did everything uh, to get nowhere. They went right. out of their That's way really what happened. to negate Days of Future Past. Yeah. They fixed everything and they went and effed they it up it, again. Yeah, <laughs> which made it great. Like, good job, and look, guys. The, the good movie job. that came after Days of Future Past was it X Men? What was that? Uh, the one Apocalypse. with Apocalypse. Apocalypse. Oh, yeah, X-Men. Which Apocalypse. was not great. Was, was not right. even close to great. It was starting but, to, to already veer off. But. <laughs> It doesn't. It did not mess up anything that Days of Future Past right. did. Yeah, because that was going to be something it, that I, I felt made that sense. it started to though a little, but yeah. it didn't. And what it was at least cool was that you finally got to see like uh, real life versions of the '90s X-Men cartoon. Right, right, right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's like, all right, that last scene where you see the X-Men in the right, in the yeah. danger room. It's like, all right, the but they're all in those those outfits. It's like, all right, that's pretty cool. I got right. to see that. Yeah, Which, yeah. again, I know is fan service, but it's like, all right, it doesn't yeah. really mess up the Correct. inevitable arc. And then one other thing that I have to put in dishonorable mention, which wasn't terrible but just wasn't great, was Shazam. 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 Uh, it was Captain right. It was okay. Um, and I don't really blame the film. What it is, it's more of timing DC's... And- yeah, the timing... And what I thought Zachary Levy actually did a pretty good job of playing. I felt that the role should have been reversed. The kid actually played a better Shazam than the that, adult, yeah, and the right. adult would have been the better kid. Like, That's just mm-hmm. me. I thought he did a good job as Captain Marvel. 
right. in terms of like getting the look and everything like that. Um, but here you have this B movie. Yeah, right. I give it a B. A okay. solid B. A solid B, which could have budget B. Yeah, high budget B, which could have like been, you know, right in there with, say, Black Panther or. I'm trying to think of some of the other Marvel movies that have come out. There were Black like, Panther, okay, but which not was great. your worst Iron Man of one. 2018, by the way. Yeah, yeah <laughs> I, like I had to find something. I was like, you know, Black Panther. I think was on. It was good. As but I said, it was good. It was, it was, out of what you saw, it it was was like, I just uh, thought that was kind of weird that you thought. But I had. so anyway, it's it's there, and it's like here you have this bizarre, struggling, patchwork DC universe, and then they have this thing that kind of doesn't fit anywhere. Yeah. So it's kind of. Put it there and was like, yeah. eh, it'll fit eventually. And then they <laughs> also just rushed it while, with bringing in the Marvel family. Yeah. Which uh, should have waited. If Marvel had done it. <laughs> mm-hmm. The square into the circle hole. Yeah. Line? If, yeah. If, square Marvel, yeah. You know, if Marvel Studios had done it, they would have been smart enough to know that you establish Captain Marvel first. first and then. Then right. in the next one, you have the Marvel family. They weren't yep. confident that it was going to make it. Yeah. And <laughs> this was did. like, nope, rush them in. Get them in there. Throw that all in. Okay, here we Gotta go. Gotta compete. Gotta create they a universe. They Black <laughs> Adam <laughs> and then, like, for nothing. Somehow, mm-hmm. Dwayne Johnson still remained a producer on the thing. Yeah. I have mm-hmm. no idea how that happened. Probably uh, because he's like, I don't want to act. He's making that Black Adam. I'll take EP. <laughs> making a Black Adam. <laughs> they were going to make him Black Adam. Yeah. I mean, how much? How many times did they talk about making but him Black Adam? But he's doing it. He's, he's in, in pre- Shazam too. I think he's pre- in pre-production for the Black Adam movie right now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, you know, but uh, it's yeah. like it was just for me. It was like it was okay, but it could have been better. Yeah, Whereas definitely. Dark Phoenix, it was just just no, right. good. Just just like you know, cat it's vomit just on it. puke. All right, yeah. Rambo, the uh, worst. It's okay. Wolverine well, cat vomit. Let's do exactly. one honorable mention for the worst movie. So I have actually two dishonorable mentions. Two dishonorable we already, mentions. We already spoke about them though. Dark right. Phoenix and Lego Movie Two. Oh, so all we've right. already spoken about those okay. two. Literally from both of you. I'm like, thank you. <laughs> you guys explained it, so I didn't have to. So your worst. What is the Dumbo the remake? Okay. It see, that's so bad. I just didn't go so see it. So Michael Keaton, bland. Tim Burton, back together again. It was just so bland. The only thing that was good about it was one particular scene, and that was the hallucinogenic bubble scene that they brought back. <laughs> oh, pink it, elephants. Because they got pink elephants to be. Because then Tim Burton got to let his colors fly a little bit, and then that was it. He was back down and restricted by the reins of Disney. It was the only director, so bland. Truly, the only director that can work well with Disney is John Favreau. <laughs> oh yeah, and Fe- oh, Feige can do some work, but it depends. But he's a producer; he's not right, really a director. Producer, no, a producer. But every other director who's Has got their own thing and can do something, and then Disney comes along. Although, to be fair, I think Ron Howard was fine with Disney. They were just it didn't it didn't come out as they wanted it to. But oh, it's Solo. Yeah, but I thought he, Solo he was, was fine. But. Well, I mean, we could say he was tacked he on was, as a Disney project. But I'm just saying, as Ron Howard, as directors go, he was right. No problems with him. No, it was everything no. else before him, so, so we had to deal with. But him he yet. didn't. He didn't make the. It wasn't the grounding as a right. John Favreau. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like Favreau is the only one who seemingly like can deal with Marvel <laughs> and Disney and make it successful and make it successful right. and knows how to navigate he it. Knows the stuff, you know. He's what like, I mean? Right. He's, he is, I think, a nerd. So I think I yeah. feel like because he is a fan of the product, kind of like how the Orville is with Seth MacFarlane. It's for a fan. And it's by a fan. Right. Which means you're going to get good quality because he knows how to. Now imagine. To that. And also. Here's the I thing. Wanna, imagine yeah. John Favreau did Rise of Skywalker. I would think. That would have been interesting. I think he could have saved it. I feel like what they yeah. should have definitely done is, and, is is probably that. Three and, different directors. And, speak, and speaking of which, uh, as they, you know, because the internet is the internet. They're like, how can he save, you know, Star Wars? Oh, Very simple. The JJ cut. All mm. they need to do is pull a, a new heart. <laughs> 
and they'll be fine. And Luke wakes what? up. New heart. Luke wakes up. Oh, Luke wakes up. Oh, it was all a dream. Oh, oh this was a forced <laughs> like this whole thing was, was a forced hallucination. A forced he, dream. He wakes up. And he, it's, he went it's just on the nightmare that he had about Ben Solo. He went on a force. He went on a force bender, and he had a force bender. He went on a blue milk bender. Because because you know and and that that. They, it would solve it instantaneously, they, and they could do it. They got the money to do it. They had the people to do it. The only thing is that Carrie Fisher passed away. Uh, right. But beyond that, he just oh, well, let's let's carry on. It could. Honestly, it could. I, well, but Boyega and um, Ridley, Daisy, Daisy and John Boy, Daisy Ridley kinda, and John Boyega, they're like they kind of they kind of like, tapped, ah, tapped out. But I'm just saying, yeah, yeah, but you throw enough um, Disney money at him and whatever. I think I, I think that the future of Star easily. Wars one is in the Mandalorian and doing some live television. I think so. I too. think the second future part of the future of Star Wars is to do a f- film series or a f- series of films, which is a different thing. Yeah. Right, right. Star Wars. Well, stories. I mean, in between Star Wars stories that fill in the gap between Jedi and Force Awakens. Well, there is going to be a they film could. in 2022, Man, but we don't know what it's going to be. Kenobi or Boba be, Fett. There's right? going to be a s- no. no Kenobi's going to be a show. TV series. Kenobi's going to be a show they yeah. with you and McGregor. Yeah, yes, it's been announced. Speaking so, of McGregor, forty-second knockout. Yeah. So let me with the different McGregor, different <laughs> McGregor, but they're all McGregors to me. Great uh, fight, though. How Great did that? Fight. I was like, I'm so glad I didn't buy that on, fight. I watched it on Twitter the next they're day. They're gonna too. keep on making Star Wars movies until the moon learns how to talk. Yeah, and yeah. even though they say they're not no, going to, no, until the moon blows up the Earth uh-huh, with its go. beam. Um, it's please, so, that's no moon. So with with all that, so let's let's have a recap. And, and Charlie didn't call in, so I, I think we're the the vets are. So I w- I won that, right? Yes. You what won do win. I get? <laughs> all right, so um, just you win to, a just date with yourself. Congratulations. <laughs> just to recap, <laughs> that's, that, that, that was like that was my every Saturday night before I met my lady. <laughs> so just to, just to recap, Dominic's uh, best movie of the year is um. You said it was wasn't the Irishman. It was the other one. No, it was the Irishman. It was the Irishman. It was the Irishman with my two honorable mentions being uh, so, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, and uh, what was the other honorable mention? That was good. Oh, Yesterday. Okay, so yesterday was best good. movie is Irishman. Worst movie was X Men: Dark Phoenix. Definitely. So my best movie was uh, Godzilla Part Two, mm-hmm. and the worst movie. Was Lego Part Two sequels once again? It's amazing how many sequels I've seen this year. Uh, Unfortunately, Zimbo? that's like what Hollywood yes. does. They just throw out these. Your sequels best movie was Alita. Alita, and, and the um, worst was my worst was um, Dumbo. Dumbo. The Dumbo. All right. Remake. So now, um, because we have some time, we're going to do the ten year from from ten ten to ten nineteen because we're in twenty twenty about all these movies that we just talked about, uh, better or worse for the other movies. Now, um, did you have a, a list that you can go up against? Like what uh, for the past ten years? I I, I I got a I, life, I sent dude. You, <laughs> I sent you at least the two of the two best. Well, of the, of the two, two that years. I said that were the worst, I'd have to definitely up there is that Power Rangers movie. So is that Power Rangers worse, oh, yeah. better or worse than uh, this year's worse? Oh, it's worse. So the Power Rangers would be the worst in your mind from what uh, it's, information it's, that you have. It's it's my skyline. <laughs> Ooh, skyline. Um, uh. For the best, uh, at least I can say for the past two years on the show, you mentioned that The Last Jedi was your best movie of 2017. Yeah. And Vice was the best movie of 2018. That was a lot of fun, Vice. So would know. those two movies be better than The Irishman of this year? Mm. No. No. So which would be the best one? So Irishman is the best. Since your time on the show for the past three years. my time years. on the show for the past three years, Irishman is the better movie of, okay. of, of the oh, other man. ones. So... Um, you're, you're doing your homework. I'm you doing my homework. Right he's now. doing his homework. No, it's because I need to remember the last ten um, years. 
Yeah, I mean, it's almost so, an unfair question. Like, what was almost. the best thing out of the past 10 years? Like, well, ah, I, did, I, did, I didn't give you the top three, in I my did, opinion, I did my for the last 10 years. I did my homework on the best and the, and the worst. And it was it was rough. Like, some of the years, I was well. like, man, these are really good movies. Like, The Book of Eli was a great movie. Um, There's just so many things. But I felt that Creed Part Two was the best of the past 10 years. It's better okay. than Godzilla. Oh, because, I, once again, I was thinking about how I went going in. How I felt afterwards, and this on the fact that it's a um, part eight of a series, mm-hmm. and it was it was just as strong, and it was so good that it even enhanced a previous movie, which, right. which is a rare form for sequels to do. That it, it it was a great movie, well acted, well thought out, and you know comparing Godzilla two, which was the best of 2019, and all the other movies, I had a you know whittle down. So is Creed two better than Godzilla? Yeah, because it had better acting. Like yeah. the acting was there. It was a it was a great overall movie instead <coughs> of just a Mark friendly family thing that I just wanted to. I was right. just so happy. So the, the Creed two, the fact that they humanized um, Dolph Lundgren's character, Drago, and it, it, it enhanced Rocky IV. Amazing how how good that was. Yeah. So Creed two for the past ten years for the for the twenty tens, the best uh, movie. And I haven't got a chance to see it, and I, and I want to see it. It was it was so good, and there was so many things. And and the, there was one part uh, I've mentioned this that um, as as a deleted scene, uh, there is a fight between Drago and Rocky. Really? And the deleted Ooh. scene, which you know you can see on YouTube, you can see the you know the the fight. It was just a little brawl, but I'm like, wow, just to see them go at it again, which was amazing. But then I can see how it didn't quite fit. In then the it becomes movie. like Rocky Seven. So I can see technically because I knew exactly where it was going to be in the movie. I can see how awesome it would be to see it, but for the sake of the movie, for the sake of time, they didn't put it in there. And like mm-hmm. you know, it would it would disrupt the narrative, which That's is hard. why the director said he didn't put it in. As much as you want to see that type of thing, mm-hmm. story overall, and it enhances the movie. Just the fact that it's like wow, they did it right. Um, worst movie. From 2013 was the worst movie of the past ten. Lords of Salem, good god! I didn't see that. I don't know what that. I didn't see Lords of Salem is a Rob Zombie movie that came out after he had done the Halloween remake. Okay. And once again, as I work in the theater, I was able to, you know, it's 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 a Rob Zombie movie. Let me go check this out. Okay. And good god, that was there was some bad movies. A lot of the bad movies I've seen over the past ten years were unfunny comedies. That was the right. that was the trend I've noticed. I'm like, you know, these movies are just not funny. It's just like a chore. Yeah. But this movie started off with full frontal um eighty year old women nudity. And nice. and it went downhill from the there. <laughs> it, okay. It, it went downhill from there. And it That's was already break down, man. And it was so bad. Oof. Like it's it's ingrained in my mind. I was just telling my friend you know, we were just talking about movies and he's like, Yeah, it's not as bad as Lord of the Sale. I was like, you know what? That movie was, right. it was so bad. It, it, it's 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 etched in my head how bad it was. And that was from 2013, seven <laughs> years ago. <laughs> that bad. Oh so God. that would be the worst of the ten years. Um, I'll tell you what was bad in the past you, ten years was uh, Terminator Genesis. Oof. Genesis. This is yeah. worse than Genesis. Like I'm telling you, just and it was, it was. I'm like, what the hell am I watching? Why am I watching this? Like. Yeah. It was just uh but um so with I that I want my money back it's so bad. <laughs> so out of the the bad movies that you got, so you have uh, Power Rangers the bad for the past three years. <coughs> mm-hmm. Right? And yeah. uh, the best would be um Irishman for the past ten years. I could say right? for the past three years. For the past three years. 
Zambo, did you did you finish your homework? Because so, we yes. have uh, so less than I, I three have, minutes to go. I have a few movies that are my favorites. So um, out of the ten years, of and does it beat this year the 2019 movie? Uh, I'm gonna say yes and or close, as in like by hairs, All like, right, but so basically by centimeters. So ten years ago, what, um, what was uh, we're gonna say in the past ten years? We're gonna say in no particular order. Mad Max: Fury Road was mm. the only movie that in the past ten years I've seen twice. Oh. I saw once in IMAX in full color, and then at the re-release I saw an IMAX in black and white. Which was ridiculous, and I recommend seeing it in black and white. I really do. Um, Grand Budapest Hotel was really fun. I, I enjoyed it that. very much. I didn't get to see that. Um, it was it was either. one of those uh, Wes Craven films where everything's like you know pristine, pristine, um, weird, and like we don't know. Are we in the seventies? Is modern day? We exactly. Don't know. But it's no, like not but West, it's like just not Wes Craven. No, Wes Anderson. Wes, Wes Anderson. Did I say Wes Craven? Yeah. I'm sorry. I meant to say Wes. Anderson. I was like, wait a minute. That's thank you. That's I meant to say Wes Anderson. <laughs> um, Skyfall. I actually really did enjoy. That was good. Um, that was probably one of my favorite Bond films to date. With No Time to Die coming out, I'm honestly really excited for it. Right. Um, and Toy Story 3, I think, is the one that probably came out on top, but only by, like, ever so much. All right. Because so it's my childhood. You know, it's one of those things that I connected with the most. So, worst. When did Quantum of Solace really come out? Uh, ooh, 2009, okay. I think. Just, yeah. just misses. Just misses it. Yeah. So, worst. Uh, worst film, I'm going to have to probably say... Oh my god, I had it too because I saw it and I absolutely loathed it. I remember I last year you said you hated uh, Holmes and Watson. Oh, uh, Holmes and Watson was just <laughs> stupid. Uh, yeah, Holmes that was and Watson terrible. was just dumb. I didn't watch it, um, but I just don't know it's bad. The, the Fifty Shades movies were just god awful too. I I was run, I was dragged to see those, obviously. Um, so, but so it was Twilight. Twilight was terrible. Twilight was just garbage. Um, so Twilight, Fifty Shades, which eventually, which was actually started out. The books actually started out as Twilight fan fiction, yeah. right. which evolved into its own book series and then its own film series. Why click? Um, and then Watson, Holmes, and Watson. Yeah. All okay. right. So, so, um, so I know it didn't Charlie's come out in the past here. ten years, but um, uh, still one of the I think so when the we do worst the next, movies. When we do the twenty-year one. Yeah. Oh, hang on. When did this one movie come out? It was called uh, Red he's, Eye. He's checking. Go ahead. Go speak. No, one, of the, one of the worst movies I've ever seen in theaters had to have been the Thomas Jane Punisher. I like that Thomas Jane Punisher. Of course you did. You have <laughs> terrible taste. Okay, uh, it was so bad. So How could you like if, that movie? If we're talking I, the I last. felt that he was a good Punisher, and that's, that was pretty much why I liked that movie. I thought he was a good Punisher. I thought the hey. overall movie was terrible. So Speaking the, of that. So the fact that he was Punisher, I was like, oh, yes. My least favorite movie in the past 20 years was Red Eye, and I still remember this movie, and funny enough, it's with, Wes Craven. With Scarecrow, <laughs> with Scarecrow with, and uh, with, uh, uh, yes. Jodie Foster. Yes. So yep. yeah. this film was so bad that the moment he uh, in this film he gets stabbed in the neck with a pen right uh-huh. and he basically gets like one of those like uh throat holes in like the middle of his thing for being trying to be a murderer and everyone in the theater said yay everyone literally got up and they went yay and there was still at least another 30 minutes left in the film everyone just got up and walked out wow because they thought that's all they wanted to see they wanted to see the guy get stabbed so we could just leave spoilers and it was so bad. It was that about bad. so that about does it i'm, oh, I'm gonna man. throw off for charlie that skyline is gonna be his worst of all time because he Disney. told me that on the phone as on i mean it was i hope he's 2010 so it counts i hope he's okay charlie you're supposed to go in or charlie we'll find out what awake. happened to him Yes, wake up, Charlie. Um, so that about does it for this week on the Came From the Radio. Join us right here and every week on this radio station. If you miss any part of the show, tough. go to our website, www.camefromtheradio.com. Listen to our archives of you up in a week or so. Or check us out on such places as Beyond the Dawn Studios. We have our Facebook Live at 3 p.m.-ish on uh, every Wednesday. Um, or you can check us out on places such as 
Overcast, Pocket Cast, iHeartRadio, Google Play, iTunes, Breaker or Breaker, Google Podcast, Radio Public, Spotify, Podbean, Player FM, Soundcast, Acast, CastBox, TuneIn, Stitcher, Podmust, Luminary, Blueberry, Mixcloud, Apple Podcasts, Deezer, Podcast Addict, Castro, Pandora. You can ask Alexa or you can even ask Siri to just play It Came From the Radio or... Just Google It Came From the... Speaking of that, Google Nest. Google can you... Nest? Yeah, the Google... Home speaker? Does, can yeah. you? Can that? I don't know. Yeah, are we on can. that? Anything that know. anything that Google Podcasts is available on, which is all Google devices. Okay, so we're on show. that. We could play we're on show. the Google yeah. Nest. Yeah. All right. So okay. yeah. Thanks. There you go. Look at that. Anything so we'll Amazon can do, Google can do better or whatever. We'll see you uh, next week. You. You've been listening to It Came from the Radio with Mark Torres. The views of the show's hosts and guests did not necessarily reflect that of the management, owners, or staff of the station. We now return you to your earthly scheduled broadcast.